Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Payam Yismati, founder and CEO of Unibui. Hey, Payam, thank you so much for being in the show. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you for having me. And um, again, again, we really appreciate you being in our show. And Payam here uh, has been recognized uh, for, for our listeners. He's been recognized as one of the 140 young American leaders by the Harvard Business School and has received like recognition as first AWS at like Amazon Web Service Educate, um, like start program winner in 2019. So you have this business that you got, Unibu. So can you tell us um, how this business like tick? Uh, what's like your main focus or the value that you provided so far? Sure, sure. So when I first started this business, it was more along the lines of a need that I personally was experiencing when I was in college and university. And that was the lack of opportunities that were readily available for me that I knew people were willing to give. For example, uh, a local deal or offer or discount that a business would give you. And as a student, you were none the wiser. You didn't know which businesses in your local area provided these deals or offers. Um, in fact, you, little, you knew little to nothing about your local area around your university uh, because that wasn't something your university was required to provide for you. And because of that need, I recognized a, an opportunity to build my own kind of uh, ecosystem where I can get deals and offers for myself and my friends. Uh, and that benefit also benefited the local businesses in the area. And as it started to grow, uh, as I onboarded the first business, the second business, the third business, uh, the value proposition became quite clear where I was helping students not only save money, but I was helping the local economy by connecting those students to areas around their colleges that they may have never knew existed, or they didn't give that opportunity because it wasn't the first uh, search on Yelp. So yeah, that was the origin and kind of the value proposition we were providing for not only the local community, but the students. Which is pretty valuable, which is pretty valuable. Um, 100%. And just a little bit about your background. So what do you think is like the reason that enables you to, to, to build this, um, to build yourself up to, to where you are right now? I know you find this um, need in a society and you fill that gap. But I'm just curious, where are you getting this drive and, and like enthusiasm and like taking action? Well, I would say um, I'm a little different than most uh, Silicon Valley startup people because I am a man of faith and I get a lot of my value from God uh, and that inspiration. But I would say uh, he gave me individuals in my life who inspired me, like my father, who would wake up in the morning at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. every morning. Uh, he was an immigrant to the United States. And he would work for 12, 13 hours a day. And that kind of taught me that even if you're in an environment that maybe you don't need to work from the ground up, um, you have to work hard. And you have to work hard for the things that you want. 
And at the same time, I was given a very, very curious mother who asked a lot of questions. And those two individuals, my mother and father, very much so inspired me um, to look outside the box and work very hard at it. And that gave me insights of different things and it allowed me to be uh, a little bit more adventurous about my experience in this world. And I didn't want to be a startup CEO. It wasn't my first ambition to be a startup CEO. I fell into it because of my curiosity. Well, that totally explains that where you get like this infinite of energy that you got <laughs> in, in doing what you're doing. So it totally makes sense. The, the, the people around you, especially your parents, and also the, the space that you're, um, that we are uh, talking about. But it's, it's kind of uh, a little bit like spiritual, but I totally believe in that. As long as you believe in something and you have faith on it, uh, you can like definitely thrive on that area. But uh, despite, uh, despite of these help that you have, of course, you will still struggle. So, so that's my question. What's like the, the greatest challenge that you experience in like building a business? And how do you overcome that? Oh, um, I know there's a lot, that, a lot. <laughs> the greatest challenge, I would say, is being able to take feedback and really be introspective about it and be real with yourself with that feedback. As a startup founder, if you do not pivot or if you do not understand your customers' needs or if someone's advice to you hurts your ego, I feel like this is where faith falls in line very well with me. Um, you have to kill your ego. The ego doesn't have a place in the startup world. Um, there's many very prideful CEOs, but they don't last very long. Even when they IPO their companies, they don't last very long. I would say you have to be able to take feedback and take it well because you'll only grow from it and not hold fast to your own opinion to the point where it blinds you. Now, mind you this, some people have the right idea from the beginning. You people, you hear about their stories because they're successful, but very few are right from the very beginning. It's just amazing, like um, the sincerity, like where you're coming from. And it's also amazing how, because I'm seeing this pattern, the more experienced the people that I'm interviewing in a show, um, the more simpler it gets. And it, it, it gets back to like, Um, developing yourself, um, like about the pride, about the ego, a listen, a listening to the feedback. Uh, it sounds very simple, but it's actually like difficult, pretty difficult thing to do. It so, might take a few uh, years, actually. I mean, most people, like mind you, this most people can't get past it. Like someone coming and telling you your startup sucks is is not a good feeling for a lot of people, and You have to be able to be real. Like, does like put yourself like a lot of people they point the finger at other people. 
I think a good startup founder, in my opinion, points the finger back at themselves. They join the person. They say, okay, how does my startup sell? What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? And if you can disprove what they say, then your startup doesn't suck. But if you can't disprove what they're saying, then you might need to change a few things. <laughs> There's some sort of like taking responsibility. Uh, something something like that. That that's what I'm uh, uh, understanding. But yeah, definitely, it goes back to like uh, taking feedback and also knowing what your uh, what the cost customer needs. And another thing, how about like the is there like a, a, a tactic or tools that you've been uh, using that's particularly effective in growing this business that you have? Yeah, um, I would say leveraging relationships. Uh, you don't know how important it is the people that I would say God gives you, brings in front of your path. They may not have your immediate needs but they may know someone who has your immediate needs in mind and leveraging relationships is extremely important. And it's important in every app. You don't know who you might meet that might know, for example, the CIO of NASA or the CEO of Goodwill or these other clients along the way that somebody knows. And unless you leverage those relationships and it's not always about, Hey, give me X. Sometimes is hey, this is what I'm working on. And if you know anybody or if anyone comes to mind that might be of benefit of using my services, uh, please let me know. They will give you that information because they want to help you. Many people, they want to help you get to your goals. So leveraging off those relationships, those advisors that you have, um, I mean, I would tell any person who's starting a startup or even thinking about it, like the first thing I would tell them is find advisors and mentors before you even start. Like tell them you have an idea, just talk about the idea with them and they'll be invested with you along the way. So at least you can learn the hard lessons first before you start running yourself into all the you're going to do it anyways. I'm going to be honest. You're going to do it anyways because you're going to think you're unique and you're different than everybody else. But the reality is you're not that different than everybody else. And you're going to run through all these problems because your ego is going to drive you. There. <laughs> and until you learn to kill it, you're going to be like, you were right from the beginning. Maybe I should have done what you were telling me to do. But at least the mentors and advisors will give you some sort of help along the way. And the second thing I would say is interview your customers before you start building anything. Because you're going to waste a lot of time. A lot of time. Um, a lot of people, they start building their, their idea out. And they don't understand that it's not something that may be needed by that market. So the best thing to do is if you have an idea, go talk to people before you start building something. Because if you find that everyone's coming back to you and saying, where is this? I would love to use it. Then you're probably onto something. It's, it reminded me of, um, actually, I, I'm seeing this pattern, same as that, of course, like know your customer. 
And what's amazing is that I just interviewed someone who even like do like fake ads just to know like the, the engagement for this particular product or service that um, he has before actually doing the, 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 the actual product or service. So it's just, it's just pretty, pretty amazing that these people with amazing experience have like common patterns that uh, you're following. Another thing you said like uh, leveraging relationship it's amazing because I just interviewed Yash from Fanbases, founder and CEO, and he he met his, like the greatest partner of his business, like just in a bathroom in a party. <laughs> it's just funny. And then yeah, you have no idea. Like you you don't you don't know who you know. Mm. Like you just don't know who you know. Like one of the advisors that I know was connected to. Um, for example, was connected to a fund. And that fund happened to be one of the largest competitors in my market who also happened to be the largest investor in my market. So you just don't know who you know until you meet these individuals. And it might be in a bathroom, okay? And it might be be someone you bump into just in in a conference, or it might be someone who... Uh, is a friend of a friend. And those relationships, you should nurture as much as you can. Because as a founder, your job is nothing else. At least least if you're non-technical, your founder job is nothing else but to work relationships. 100%, 100% with that one. And sometimes it becomes like um, having these connections sometimes became like just byproduct or the benefit from the connection becomes like the byproduct. The thing that's amazing is just the actual relationship, like providing value to each other. It's already like um, a great compensation of having a relationship, in my idea or um, in my opinion. But how about the latest trends in development, especially with this um, AI around? So how does this affect your business or how do you keep up with these trends? So... If you, and this is, of course, my understanding of this, if you don't in some way, shape, or form utilize AI to help you grow your business, you're really wasting money and you're really wasting time. And you're probably hiring people you don't need to hire. For example, you now don't need someone to write an article for you about your business. You can have an AI run that for you. They can build the whole article about your business. You can feed it the information. And essentially, you can cut the cost of your marketing in half by just doing that. And that's, again, you just send the article to your editor or an editor that you know, and they'll post it. You might just pay the editor for that feed. So you're cutting out a lot of different processes by just using an algorithm. You can say, what's the nearest trend? What's the best hashtags to use for my social media campaign? You can legit utilize AI and you can be very well a one-man shop. I mean, you can hire four or five people to take the place of 50 people. now. Their critical role is going to be critical thinking, to be able to use soft skills, to ask the right questions, to get the right results. No longer is it to technically build something from scratch where you can just ask a question and it can output your results 
as long as you ask the right questions. So I believe AI, at least for my company, has been, I mean, it's in my funding model now. Like I have a portion for my fundraise that I put aside for AI and it's not building my own AI. It's utilizing AI to just do jobs for me. So that in itself is, I believe, how companies today should be utilizing, at least if you're not, I just don't know what you're doing. Like, I, it's such a huge blessing. <laughs> it's like the, the new electricity right now where it, it can be equivalent to like water, some, some sort of I would. That. I would say it's more equivalent to um, a hammer for a construction worker because you have a bunch of nails that you need to put in, right? But AI is just this hammer. This is hammering away all these nails. And it helps you build a building. And at the end of the day, as a, as a, uh, as a founder, you're building something. And whatever you're building depending on how difficult it is or how how many different compartments you're building or a spaceship you're building, it's going to have a lot of different nails. And if you're not using AI, you're using your fist to, to try to smash in a nail. And that's very hard. And it hurts a lot. Because let me tell you something, hiring and overhead is one of the biggest factors in running a startup. And if you can do anything to reduce your overhead and be more efficient, you're going to be doing a lot well, a lot better than a lot of other people. Which is pretty amazing. Which is, and another thing that you said about you actually have a budget for uh, AI, and mm-hmm. it correlates to what um, Alex Millen from Smart Sites he says like you need to have like an actual budget for like the new things that's coming out like AI. So you actually have like 10% of the budget of his um, company for AI and just new stuff that are coming, budget for testing, like these new ideas that are coming in. So that's how important it is um, to Alex like to, to be like on top of these trends and development, which is the thing that you're saying, which is pretty amazing, pretty amazing. That's why I'm very certain that um, whatever business that you build, you have a pretty amazing foundation. I'm certain that it will definitely thrive. And one of the thing is that you said it will be difficult and very few survives, which is oh, totally true. Totally true. So uh, yeah, I, I think just to that point real quick, I think very few businesses will survive if they don't have critical skills in their team, if they don't have soft skills in their team. So you need to have a team that has soft skills And you have to incorporate AI in a way that makes sense to your business. Like, I wouldn't just say just allocate it for random technologies. You should know how AI is going to help your business. You should be able to justify that amount of money that you're going to spend for it. Um, sorry, go ahead. Do your next question. <laughs> um, no, there are changes. A lot of changes like happening, um, especially uh like COVID, like this AI thing. But um, in business, there is this something that's not really like constantly changing and somehow not changing. Uh, and I call it like uh, like the core principle, 
or like uh, like the foundation that you have for your business it's like core tenants so that's the thing that i'm curious about so what are your like core principle for having a business it's, i mean i just wish i knew the answer to that i feel like i'm crazy half the time um like my core principle of having this business and running this business is because I can't deal with inefficiencies. If there's something that's inefficient and I know I can do something to fix it. And it's not only my own startup and what I put my time and effort to building something that's new. It's also in other people's businesses. Like if I see something that does not make sense to me or is the opportunity that's missing, I let them know. I tell them, you may be just looking at this all wrong. And it's the same way that I look at my own business. And that is if there's something that I'm seeing isn't working for students across the world and they're missing these opportunities every single day where they can save money that they need to survive because their bank accounts are getting smaller because their parents are giving them less money because the economy is getting worse. And I can do something that can potentially help them. God willing, then I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. That's how I'm going to, that's, that's how my core principle is fix things that don't work or can better society because if you're not going to do it, eventually someone else will. And they're not going to do it as well as you will. So, yeah, that, that, that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me in terms of this, like, I, I'm not necessarily passionate about solar panels, but someone may be passionate about solar panels and say, I have the new way of building a solar panel. <laughs> For me, it's not that. It's more, I see people struggling. I want to help them fix that struggle because I can't stop once I start. And that's why I guess where steadfastness comes in play in the startup because if you give up on your idea when everyone's saying it's a good idea but you just give up because financial means or something like that then you're potentially going to have a lot of people miss out on something great that they could use if your idea sucks and you, and you can't overcome the idea that sucks then it's a different story but you need to be steadfast if you believe you have something that can help a lot of people. Again, I'm going to repeat, it's just amazing where this sincerity is coming from. So your perspective in here is to help people to make things like efficient. If we can make this efficient, we'll make it efficient, especially if you can help with that. Um, just to give you the context, majority of the listeners that we have are in software, tech, um, sales and marketing space, and numbers of them are in small to medium sized businesses. So with your, um, with the experience that you have with startup business, what are the uh, advice that you can give to 
to this um to these people in software tech sales and marketing especially those like startups like top of mind what's the best advice that you can provide i mean i would say if you're wasting money hiring people that an ai could do that job for you spend a fraction of that cost on ai and if you're looking to hire individuals for your company hire individuals with soft skills because that's something that ai currently cannot overcome and that's the personality and the personability of talking to somebody else and making them feel comfortable um and i would also say if you're a small or medium sized business look at your overhead and look at what you're wasting the most amount of money on and ask yourself how can i make this piece of my business automated or how can i make this piece of my business more efficient because you won't believe how much money many businesses are wasting just doing something that could be expedited with a line of code or or just writing the right question in an ai algorithm or outputting something to your customers that you can just easily survey and just cut it out of your business completely one of the main features that we realized in our business is a lot of the local businesses were coming back to me even though i had a feature that was helping them get customers was can you help me hire a student and they kept coming back to me can you help me hire a student can you help me hire a student and i was like that's not my business model it's not what i do i'm a map that helps students find local opportunities and i was on hotels.com one day and i was just thinking to myself okay i'm looking at a hotel on a map to find out where i want to go cuz this is the location that i'm anchored to and i realized the only demographic of employers who are anchored to a location are college students if you're a career oriented person if you get a job in texas you're going to move to texas a student can't move to texas which means they are geographically anchored around their university meaning i can put jobs on a map like i'm putting deals on a map and it was just that slight shift that exponentially increased my value to my customers and it still allowed me to stay true to my business so try to listen very closely to your customers and see how you can input the value they need from your business and incorporate it because it took me 2 years to get to that point where i added jobs to my platform and they were asking me for 2 years so um yeah that would be my that would be my number one thing understand your inefficiencies understand where you can make the most money and also understand what a single line of code or ai can replace that's it very well said and that's that's this pretty amazing <laughs> <laughs> and um what you provided to us pyam is It, the information they provide to us is uh, super insightful and i'm going to repeat um i'm just pretty amazed with the sincerity where you're coming from 
and we can consider these advice you provided as a liquid gold. <laughs> oh, appreciate it a lot. Alfayim, if anyone wants to connect with you or reach out to you or partner with you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, I would say either connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, Payam underscore N is my, is my, um, is my LinkedIn code. Or um, you can reach out to me via email. Uh, my email is Payam at unibui.com. Um, and uh, Unibui spelled U-N-I-B-U-I dot com. And yeah, that, that would be the easiest way to connect with me. Uh, send me a note and uh, I don't mind speaking to any medium size, small size business. If they need advice, if they need help, if they need to hire students for interns or anything like that, uh, we can help you across a whole array of different things and uh, you'll be helping your community at the same time. I agree. And reach out and leverage relationship because you don't know who can like help, help you, right? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. So if you got any value from today's episode, you would love to like get a rating or review on where you get a podcast. And if there's someone um, that you know in the midst of growing their business, um, you can just have this episode and send it to them and take one for yourself. Like take one thing that you learn Go ahead and execute and implement it and let, let us know how it goes. We want to also um, learn and know what your wins. So above all, um, thank you for being with us in this episode. And thank you so much for attending to our show. Uh, Payam, appreciate it a lot. Cheers.